Welcome to a very special team building tips on the Educational AD podcast. We're going to be back with our two special guests, but first let's take a quick break and acknowledge our great podcast sponsors. We want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Violet Defense for their sponsorship of the podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into their products in your environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the podcast and go to violetdefense.com for more information. We also want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or give them a call at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, give them a call at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams and their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play. From club and youth teams up through high schools and colleges and even professional teams are using Huddle to help them play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. 
And we also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack as they sponsor the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back everyone to a very special episode of the Educational 80 podcast and our team building tips. Uh, today, we've got two really, really cool guests. Uh, we're joined by Dr. Mike Blackburn, who's the executive director of the NIAAA. And we're also joined by Phil Risen, uh, the assistant executive director uh, for the NIAAA. And they're going to give us a, a little bit of a, a rundown, a review of our recent national conference. But uh, uh, Dr. Blackburn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jay. Good to be with you. Hey, Phil, uh, really appreciate you taking time to join us today. Thanks, Jake. Uh, we're excited to be here. Well, we're going to jump right in. Um, you know, Mike, uh, I'm going to throw the first question at you. Uh, we just had our, our national conference. For our listeners, we're recording this on January 13th, uh, so it's about a month later. Um, give our listeners uh, a little bit of a review um, about, uh, I guess, the excitement of, of meeting in person once again. Well, we were certainly thankful for the uh, ability in 2021 to join back together uh, without question. Uh, everyone that uh, we came in contact with were pleased to be uh, shaking a hand, giving a hug, the ability to network again with friends and colleagues. Uh, so we were most pleased that the opportunity presented itself, even though we had those uh, protocols and restrictions, some travel issues, uh, all of those didn't seem to matter. Uh, everyone we uh, came in contact with, we're so glad to be there. So uh, a special thanks on our behalf, not only to those that attended, but uh, to all of those that volunteered. You know, if you look at the numbers, probably 20% of those that attended the conference also participated in leadership roles, maybe presenting or instructing, moderating, or in some way representing a group or their state or whatever the case may be. So uh, we couldn't do it without them. And the, uh, you know, you've heard us report uh, over recent years that the last five years have been the highest attended conferences uh, of the 50, over 50, 53, I believe this year. But looking back, San Antonio in 2018 was our highest conference, 2,222. Easy number to remember. Uh, National Harbor in 19 was second, and 
2016 uh, Nashville, where we're headed next year, ranks third. Phoenix in 17 is fourth. And believe it or not, our virtual conference attendance, uh, we were to be in Tampa in 20, and the virtual conference actually ranks sixth, uh, fifth rather, and sixth is San Diego way back in 2008. Now, the conference we just finished in 2021 in Denver uh, ranks right behind that sixth place San Antonio. So we're less than 20 away from that 2008 number. And for just for the old timers, it might have been there in 2008. Uh, beautiful San Diego was always a hot spot. And that year uh, they had what they called a winter storm and it was 50 to 55 degrees and rainy and not the usual San Diego weather, but uh, we're pleased that 2021 uh, certainly came in that high. We know that there are those that stayed away because of the mandatory vaccines. We know there are some that actually signed up because there were mandatory vaccines that that ruling that came in a couple of weeks before the conference. Um, but overall, uh, we counted a great success, uh, maybe on a, a social and professional level, as much as uh, you know the learning aspect. Oh, I would agree 100. percent You know, the people that I spoke with um, over the course of the conference, uh, the the professional development stuff, the LTIs and the workshops, just fantastic. But just being back together and, and seeing people and shaking a hand or giving a hug. Uh, you know, that was as good as the virtual conference was, uh, you know, that was just so great to, to get back together. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the, those attendance numbers are going to go off the charts next year in Nashville. Okay. Talking about Nashville, or uh, I guess before we do that, uh, Phil, let's go to you. Um, you know, every year the NIAAA introduces, you know, new courses and there's always some new workshops. Uh, can you maybe give a a quick review of the new courses this year and maybe a sneak uh, preview of what's uh, coming up in Nashville in 2023. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, Jake. Uh, you know, as you alluded to, we were very excited to be able to gather together. We were excited for the simple fact is, is uh, being able to teach in person uh, was an opportunity that uh, some of our instructors hadn't ex experienced. We had 22 new instructors, two 22 national, new national faculty instructors. And so uh, they may be presented at the virtual uh, the year before, but this was the opportunity to present uh, in person. So uh, as Mike said, we're so thankful for that 140 plus that share their talents and their wisdom and their skills with their colleagues. And the great thing about our leadership training program, those courses are written by athletic directors for athletic directors. So it's actually, you know, the old adage we like to say, it's where the rubber kind of meets the pavement and it's the individuals that are in the trenches that are that are uh, being a part of that, that networking and a part of that instructional focus. And so this year we offered two new courses. Uh, 712 was one of our courses. Uh, it was entitled Ethical Decision-Making and Education-Based Athletics, outstanding course. And it talks about those, those little nuances that we will deal with as athletic administrators between whether or not it's ethical to deal with this in a manner or is it unethical? And as we approach it, 
from the uh, some different areas of sportsmanship related, decision related to academics, decisions related that athletic directors deal with on an everyday need. And then, of course, we had 716, which you were a part of, uh, you know, partnering with parents, building a positive culture and education-based athletics, one of our newest courses. Both of those courses were what we would consider sellouts, uh, first time offered. Uh, as we move through this year, uh, states will continue to utilize those. Hopefully, we're going to be doing them uh, in our, we're going to offer them in our uh, winter webinar. And so uh, we're excited about that. You know, and the thing, the other thing, Jake, is that we want our members to understand that not only did we offer those two new courses, but we had revised all of our foundational courses. So all of our 500 level courses had, had gone through a revision either in 20 or in 21. And especially the legals were in 2021, as were 501, 2, and 3. And then 511 we did in 2020. And then we also had uh, course courses that were revised with 618, 625, 633, and 712, and 790. And 790, which is our instructional course, was revised. And the, the takeaway on it was really positive because we've updated some technology opportunities in that. And we were really pleased with that. Uh, in the overall scheme, we had 1,160 attendees take courses. Uh, that's a little bit down from where we've been. And, and we can probably kind of look at the number of attendees and pretty much make a pretty good guess of where we're gonna be in that leadership training uh, spectrum. But uh, we've been averaging uh, a little bit around 1250 to 1300 the last few years. So we're really excited about that. Um, from a workshop standpoint, working collaboratively with the National Federation, Mike and I and, and Sandy Searcy, and Angela Williams and James Weaver worked together primarily to develop and to uh, put together the schedule for the workshops. I would have to say the theme this year for our workshops were probably uh, Title IX related, probably diversity, equity, inclusion related. Again, with a, a strong focus in some areas of finance, some strong areas of operational components dealing with uh, marketing, dealing with uh, technology and those components. And we continue to, as we look at the, the evaluations from our workshops, we continue to be very pleased with the results we get from our members who have attended those workshops in the takeaways that they feel like they're getting uh, within the, the scope of, of that, that educational platform. But overall for us, um, I do think, and I agree with what you said earlier, just the opportunity to be together and to be in person, to share with one another physically, uh, to me was probably one of the most uh, positive uh, takeaways from being in Denver through our leadership training program. Uh, I will share, we started two new cohorts this year. Um, and so uh, when I say two new cohorts, they're similar to what we've offered in the last few years with leadership and mentoring. Uh, we're really trying to ramp that curriculum up a little bit, and uh, we are hoping, Jake, in Nashville, maybe to offer a couple more different intentional focus, uh, specific disciplines, maybe cohorts, as we continue to look at that through NIAAAU. But uh, we've got 30 attendees in those two cohorts, and we're really excited about that.
Oh yeah, the the cohort experience, you know, fantastic. Uh, you know, one of you know the best things that I was ever able to do. And you know, you talked about you know the LTI courses and the faculty. Again, for those of you listening, get involved uh, at your state level. Take seven ninety, so you can teach a course, start teaching at the state level, and uh, you know, put down on that um, national conference uh, feedback form that you'd like to get involved, you know, teaching a course at the national level, just a tremendous experience. And, uh, you know, just, I feel just so very lucky, so very blessed to be a part of that. Uh, Mike, let's go ahead and uh, jump back to you and look ahead. Um, you know, you mentioned Nashville in uh, 2023. Can you give us kind of a, a sneak preview of what might be in store uh, for the attendees? Well, uh, actually it's 2022. Uh, 22, Nashville. 22, yes. <laughs> yeah, it will be our uh, probably fourth visit to the Gaylord Opera Land Resort and Convention Center there. Uh, December 9th to the 13th, Friday through Tuesday. And uh, we hear the evaluations and we've asked the question, is it better to look at a Thursday through Monday? And uh, a number of our people, perhaps half or more, feel that might be a better schedule for them. And we're considering that as contracts are signed in the future, but um, we're still on the Friday, Tuesday uh, schedule for this conference in Nashville. Uh, Nashville is really only the only city or location that ranks twice in the top 10 attended conferences. So that was in 2007 and then 16 that I've already mentioned. So based on my observations over the years and the ebb and flow of attendance and locations, we would fully expect uh, this to be the highest attendance ever in Nashville. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, it's a very popular location with our attendees. It's a very popular location for their families uh, with the indoor facilities and, and all of the fountains and the vegetation and the beauty that they have there. So uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, um, everyone always raves about their experience uh, at Nashville and the Opryland. And as you mentioned, you know, the community uh, attractions uh, for both the attendees and their families are great. Okay. Phil, um, you mentioned, you know, new um, courses coming up, um, but let's talk about this coming uh, spring. Uh, you know, the webinars and the workshops that the NIAAA provides are just so uh, valuable to attendees. Um, and I know that information's on the website, but um, what are some of the things coming up this spring that you know, you'd like to make our listeners aware of to really focus in on? Well, and thanks for the opportunity. And you're right, all of that's been published on the website. So that um, pretty much that spring schedule, which is really, really primarily the month of March, we try to really hone in on the month of March. And, and we've gone back and forth a little bit, Jake, with we used to do it primarily, um, you know, two, two nights for a two hours, two hour segment. Uh, kind of the surveys indicated that uh, the attendee would really like to do it all in one setting. So we've kind of adjusted that to a five to nine time slot. We'll continue to evaluate that. Uh, we're going to be offering our two new courses, uh, primarily 716 and 712 during the webinars, along with a lot of our other uh, operational management courses and a lot of our other, our 600 level and then our 700 leadership courses. We're gonna be offering those along with some foundational courses. Of course, our foundational courses are always online. Any course that leads to certification 
Uh, we want to try to get it online to those that maybe do not have the opportunity to be able to experience a state conference or a national conference. We want to be able to provide for them the opportunity to, to obtain certification. And so you can go into our online platform. You can take all of the uh, 500 levels, not 511, but you can take five, one, two, three, and then the legals. And then our international courses are online now. So for our international body, uh, the opportunity for them to go in and seek certification. So uh, that's kind of our spring schedule a little bit. We'll do uh, a little smaller version in the summer of webinars. And then we come back and we kind of do a little fall series as well as our ADs are primarily coming back, maybe off, off of a break and, and trying to uh, get them. I guess the other thing I would kind of want to add is going into Nashville, we have two new courses, uh, really three, uh, two that we've been working with extensively, but uh, we've also added uh, a new international course that will be similar to our 710 course, which is kind of a current events course. So we will be adding 910, which we've got uh, about 22 athletic administrators, international athletic administrators that have been working collaboratively with uh, Dr. Scott Smith and, and Don Bales in developing that course and with Bruce Whitehead. And then our two new courses that we're going to be piloting this year will be 629, which is diversity awareness and education-based athletics, and then 713, coping with tragic uh, events within the athletic department. And I think that's a Florida, a Florida crew that's been working on that course and uh, working on that development. So we're kind of excited about uh, those two new courses and seeing, uh, seeing the pilots roll out. Understand the pilot process. A lot of people maybe don't understand, but the, the pilot process involves, it's kind of like a scrimmage. If you relate it to an athletic uh, administrator, it's a scrimmage. It's a practice game. We go in and we, we have the teachers, uh, the, the authors and the instructors teach. And then at that point, they get feedback. And from that feedback, we will make revisions to the course. And then we'll come back and do that again at our summit with our state coordinators. And so it's been very successful as we do that. And then finally, we'll come to that final product in which we will offer this year in Nashville in 2022 as we get ready for our National Athletic Directors Conference. Yeah, um, yeah, we are very excited about that Florida team putting together that new course. Uh, quick question, uh, if somebody was thinking, hey, I've got a great idea for an LTI course, what would be the, the best way for them to communicate that? To go through their state uh, coordinator or just reach out directly to NIAAA? They can reach out directly to me at any time if they have ideas. Primarily what we're going to do, Don Bales and, and Dr. Scott Smith kind of lead that within our Professional Development Academy team. So then at that point, we would uh, forward that to them and give them the opportunity to have a meeting uh, and collaborating in, in the fact of the, the, the total scope of what it would take in order to develop a new course. Okay, great stuff. So if you have an idea, you know, uh... Get in touch with Phil Risen. Uh, who knows? That might be the next LTI course. Um, again, for our listeners, we're visiting with Dr. Mike Blackburn, the executive director of the NIAAA, and Phil Risen, the assistant executive director. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to be back and uh, ask Dr. Blackburn and Phil 
to contribute to the athletic director's toolbox. So uh, please stay with us. Uh, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the usually 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and take a look at their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We're back with Dr. Mike Blackburn and Phil Risen from uh, the NIAAA office. Um, you gentlemen ha certainly have uh, a lot of experiences under your belt, uh, but right now I'm going to task you with sending out a, a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put a couple of tools in their toolbox. Phil, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Uh, what items are going to go in Phil Risen's athletic director toolbox? I think um, as, I, as I've reflected back on my career, I think in the, the individuals I've dealt with, I would probably put as my first um, ingredient in my toolbox would be integrity. You must have integrity. Integrity meaning your yes is yes and your no is no. And you go back to the, the quote we use often uh, from Alan Simpson, former senator from Wyoming. If you have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. So integrity is the key. I think that would be my first tool that I would put in the toolbox. And then probably my second one would be uh, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. So hire quality people. When you make a hire, and, and I realize that's probably getting tougher and tougher as we look at the, you know, when you look at the, the total compass of what that entails, um, you, we, it's hard to, to realize trying to find quality individuals. But if you hire quality individuals, usually those things that you maybe have to worry about or whatever, you don't have to with a quality person. So I would say hire quality people. That would be probably, and uh, integrity would be my top two. Yeah. All right. Wow. Really, really appreciate you sharing that. Mike, how about you? What's going to go in your new athletic director toolbox? Well, I'm not sure I had uh, these at the top of my list uh, upon starting in the profession, but I think as Phil, looking back and perhaps slightly into the profession. I think the most important area is developing a strong philosophical foundation for yourself. In other words, uh, all of your decisions, all of your, your vision for your program, your relationships, your communication falls back on a foundation. And philosophical, yes, but I think the number one item within that uh, that foundation would be built on is ethics, uh, just uh, helping you when you have to make a decision or know where you're headed on a certain area or item or program, uh, 
uh, fall back to that to assist you. Um, my second, I'm gonna use a couple areas, but they're pretty basic. One is work ethic and, and organizational skills. Uh, ADs are called on to solve problems and resolve issues, and they do that. And then they acclimate that decision and they move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. So that, that skill of keeping, so to speak, your nose to the grindstone, it doesn't have to occupy your life, but uh, having that ability and certainly the organizational aspect that goes into it, uh, you may think you're organized, but I think once you get into this profession, uh, you realize that you have an, a foundation probably of organizational skill that grows over time because of that acclimation. And my third area, you're probably not going to have it at the beginning of the uh, profession, but it's finding your balance. I don't think there's really, uh, it's not a profession that provides life balance. So the demands and everything that are involved time-wise and so on, and many professions have that, I fully understand, but this is one within the educational process that does work uh, tremendously long hours as compared to some other roles within the school, the school district. So the best advice I think is with your spouse, your family, find what works for your family. Uh, the same thing won't work for everyone, but to make an effort to find that. And I think uh, so many of us are blessed with a spouse that through the years has been uh, very understanding, helping in that balance. Uh, my wife, Brenda, certainly has put in years of uh, from teaching, coaching right on up through today, uh, all that is that is demanded. So uh, a life balance for yourself and your family would be my third. Wow, great, great stuff. Um, I'm going to review those for our listeners. Integrity, hire good people, uh, know your philosophy, have that foundation of ethics, uh, work ethic and organization, and then uh, balance. Uh, as I look back, uh, you know, you talk about no regrets. I think that's one of my regrets is I know, you know, I, I brought the job home too many times. Uh, you know, my kids were in sports, my wife was a coach, but, you know, still finding that balance, so key. Mike Blackburn, Phil Risen, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you, Jake, for the opportunity. For our listeners, uh, the contact information for both of these gentlemen is on the NIAAA uh, website and the portal. Uh, if you're not using the portal, you should. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Remember, the Zoom recordings of all these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We appreciate uh, you listening to the Educational AD Podcast, and it couldn't happen without our sponsors. Uh, so please patronize our sponsors. They're all companies that I've used either as a coach or as an athletic director. Um, just looking at my screen here, we've got Huddle, Sideline Interactive, Hometown Ticketing, uh, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs, and the Athletic uh, Surveys by Lifetrack. 
um, out of graduate surveys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, come back again next time.